I'm McKinney Smith. In 2009, while going through a divorce, I decided to jump straight into entrepreneurship. In 2012, I lost my sister and asked myself, what legacy do I want to leave behind? Since then, I've become a serial entrepreneur, helping other women publish their books, produce their podcasts, and reach their big goals to walk in their greatness. I realized the importance of sharing our stories of resilience and how it can be another's guide to walk in a manner worthy of their calling. We are blessed to be a blessing. So get ready to be blessed with an inspiring testimony. Hey, Faith Walkers. Thank you for joining us on the Awaken My Stilettos podcast, the top 1.5% most popular show in the world where we have conversations with amazing women that are letting us step into their shoes. I help women to own their voice so they can create impact, prosperity, and legacy. I get inspired when I see another woman succeeding, but what interests me more is her backstory and her mindset on how she got there. So today's guest is about to bless us with her testimony, and since you're already here, you may as well subscribe. Today we have Jennifer Ettinger. She is a host, holistic strategist, and certified personal trainer helping leaders build true connection and community. She's the founder of Pink Dreams, Inc., and she uses her platform as a social media correspondent to amplify entrepreneurs, change makers, and advocates profiling their stories with the same passion and intention as she does celebrities on the red carpet events that she hosts for Entertainment Tonight, CTV, Access Hollywood, the Oscars, and Vanity Fair. Please welcome to the show, Jennifer Ettinger. Hello, my lovely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on and share your story with us. I'm so excited for this conversation. It's been way too long. It's been so long. And as we shared before we got on, this is like such an amazing homecoming for for us to come together. You've been a dear friend for so many years. It's been beautiful to watch us both grow and blossom. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so this is a beautiful full circle moment for, for me, at least. So thank you again for having me. You are so welcome. I literally have goosebumps right now because I'm thinking Yay. it's been like, <laughs> like, I think we originally met like almost 10 years ago yes. and I have watched your growth and evolution and it's just been so beautiful and inspiring to watch. And I know that, you know, obviously as a human, as a person, it's not easy and you've had to, you know, strengthen your resilience muscles. So I'm excited to jump into this conversation and to just you know, let the listeners hear more about your journey and how you got to where you are today and how you're using it to make a greater impact. I I love that. And I'm ready. So let's just dive right in. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So as an icebreaker question, um, let's, let's go back before we get to where you are presently. As children, we have these vivid imaginations of who we want to be when we grow up or what we want to do and you know, we're so creative and our minds are all over the place and we have all these open possibilities before society tries to limit us and tell us to be realistic or put us into a box or tell us we're not welcome or we don't belong. So I would love to know, what did you want to be when you were a little girl? Such a great question. So when I was a little girl, I used to dress up as a in my cowboy outfit. Mm -hmm. Um, So not cowgirl. (laughs) (laughs) 
and I had the little sheriff badge and the hat. <laughs> and so it's interesting that back then I already kind of had this um, draw to knowing like the the male masculine was like the place to go, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. I wanted to be the strong one. Um, mm-hmm. And I also had this entrepreneurial spirit at a very young age where I would create a little, um, this is so dating me, but I love it, clothes pins, <laughs> little wooden clothes pins. And I would decorate them and make little faces and put them in clothing made out of tissue paper. And I would go door to door and try to sell them to my neighbors. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I already knew best back then, like I had this entrepreneurial spirit <laughs> love of, it. Uh, wanting to create my own path. I love it. I love it. So you have created your own path. So now, you know, share with us how you got to where you are today. Tell us that story. Sure. So I really believe that with every storm can come a rainbow if we open ourselves and allow ourselves to see that. And fast forward, I was bedridden in 1997 with chronic fatigue syndrome. And prior to that, I am a type A, surprise, surprise, Uh, I was living in New York City, working my dream job. I just finished my master's degree. I mean, I was living the dream. I went to FIT for six years, the Fashion Institute of Technology, NYU in between. Like I was driven and I loved my life, but I fell in love with a Canadian. Mm -hmm. Um, And he brought me to Toronto, which was amazing. I wound up (laughs) getting my dream job, but surprise, surprise. You know, be careful what you wish for, because I was in the movie, The Devil Wears Prada. Oh, wow. I didn't know and, that. Yeah. No, no. Meaning, meaning my life. Oh, got it. Okay. <laughs> in real life. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. So okay. here I am in this beautiful brown stone, um, stone building, and I have the, the dream job that I aspired to have. And I love my work. It's just that the environment around me was incredible incredibly toxic. And Mm -hmm. to a point where if I was asked to make the tea, I would literally want to throw up. And everyone was on nerves if you were asked to make the tea or water the plants. And if you didn't water the plants properly, like all hell would break loose to a point even where this particular woman put her hand on my shoulder when I was typing correspondence. And I, my mate, my maiden name is Pico. It's very Mm -hmm. unusual. It's like the tea with the but a C, so P-K-O-C. Right. It's Jennifer A. Pico is what I always used. And she leaned over and she said, take that A out of your, your name. You don't need your middle initial. You have an unusual name. There's no reason why you need to use your middle initial. And I'm like, what the? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, can, I can't like who asked you, thanks. <laughs> right, yeah, thank you. You're, just, you're saying it politely. <laughs> Not what I was thinking. And there were things going on. It was just like, this is really unhealthy. And I kept trying to just roll with the punches. And I think this is important for people to know. But behind the scenes, again, smoke and mirrors, I was gagging like 60 times a day in the brownstone in the hallway from stress. And literally, I am a case study of chronic fatigue syndrome. I've had everything leading up to CFS. But this really was the trigger And finally, I resigned from that job and I wound up um, taking another role in an auction company, loved it. But Mm -hmm. the 
leading up factor finally just broke my body down where I was bedridden for a year with CFS and fibromyalgia, which I know you can attest to as well. So that was the turning point for me was being so quote unquote ill. And I realized eventually that I had to make a choice and hopefully this will aspire the people listening that I had to decide if I was going to become the illness and be branded by the illness, Mm -hmm. or if I was going to push through the illness. Mm-hmm. And I made this decision watching Billy Blank's Taibo on Oprah. <laughs> and I thought he was like such a beautiful spirit. And his body was like chiseled like a Greek god. And he mm-hmm. was so kind. And I said, you know what? I got to change this. I've got to get out of this. This is not who I am. So I started working out two minutes a day on an old manual stair stepper. I started to really embrace holistic studies such as meditation and positive affirmations and really started working on myself. Eating habits improved. And it took a year, but after that year, I was burning 800 calories an hour with Taibo. Mm-hmm. And that became the impetus to become a certified personal trainer, which then became the creation and drive to create Fitcher Style. So Fitcher Style, my company, my first company was created 18 years ago um, this month, actually. Oh, wow. And Congrats. Thank you. And Fitcher Style really means most people don't realize this. They are they understand pink dreams more than they do Fitcher Style. But Fitcher Style is FIT for where I went to school, FIT for fitness. Your and style, my undergrad is in visual merchandising and styling. So the style component, and then also just embracing your own individuality and your, your beauty and your confidence is the, your factor. And that's mm. how I started. Wow. Wow. So, okay. There's so much I want to unpack there. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what I want the listeners to make sure that they take away from this is okay. So one, when you talked about um, being bedridden in 1997 um, Mm -hmm. from the chronic fatigue and you mentioned the fibromyalgia and you know, and those that are listening regularly know that I also um, struggled with fibromyalgia. Mm -hmm. So for anyone who doesn't know um, it includes chronic fatigue, chronic muscle pain comes with headaches, dizzy spells, brain fog, all kinds of stuff. And, you know, you spoke about working in this toxic environment. And what I want people to realize is that a lot of the things that we are diagnosed with, most of the time, all of the things that we are diagnosed with are related to what is happening in our minds, our feelings. You know, people always talk about when they say things like stress can kill you. Like uh, you do it slowly, but it, it can kill you. So when you are in a toxic environment, whether that be in a workspace, whether that be in a relationship, whether that be um, you know, in your home, anywhere, that can affect your physical health. Your body is reacting. That's your nervous system reacting to those things. Yes. And when you remove yourself from those toxic environments, like you did, you not only come out of that state of constantly feeling, because when you're in that state, it blocks your brain from being able to focus on solution mode. But when you said, you know, that was enough, then you had, and I'm going to bring in law of attraction here, where, you know, you saw Billy Blanks on, on Oprah, things that were able to connect you to taking the next step towards your healing. 
um, you being able to physically work out because that's a great way to calm your parasympathetic, uh, was it parasympathetic, <laughs> sorry, parasympathetic nervous system. Yes. My, yes. I'm tongue tied this morning. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the movement and you speaking to the meditation and the affirmation, those are all things that help to calm the system because all of the things that we were diagnosed with were because of what was happening to us and how our body was reacting to those triggers and that, that trauma. So now you being in this place of holistic, like everything that you do being holistic based, coming from the struggles that you experience, you know, so all of the women that have come on the show, and I think I, for the podcast itself, it's so far I've interviewed almost 150 women, not including the interviews that I've done for um, IGTV, but the commonality is your pain birthed your purpose. You know, yes. sometimes people look at, they want to take a step in a certain direction and they assume everything has to be perfect or they have to have it all figured out. But I want people to hear how you were able to turn your pain into your purpose and to use that for the greater good and to inspire and to leave your legacy. I just love that. Well, and thank you. And well said. And I always like to share that your body is always speaking. Are we listening? Every mm-hmm. single time I have not listened to my body, I've created my own internal havoc, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so the, the adaption of modalities of holistic practices completely changed my life to become uh, a certified international personal trainer 18 years ago to continue my education, my CECs every two years, become certified in other holistic practices, because I have learned from my own self that when I follow those things, I'm able to move through my challenges physically, emotionally, spiritually. Mm-hmm. And that was the impetus where I thought to myself, if I can help other women, I, I'm a I'm a girl's girl. I always like to say, I'm not a glamazon, right? Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. to constantly work at keeping the weight off I am a curvy woman. I have been, you know, always commented about my glutes for, for let's just call it the female that I am. Like, mm-hmm. how do you have that? <laughs> <laughs> and I had it before it was in vogue. <laughs> I actually have a back issue that sways my, my lower back out even further, but people don't realize that. So wow. there's been body criticism. Um, and so I just wanted to say to myself and for my own path, Let me just honor myself and work to the best of my own abilities. And so at the end of the day, when I put my pillow head down on the pillow, did I honor my body today? Did I try to feed my mind with positivity? Did I Mm -hmm. learn or grow through spiritual practices? Am I aware of my triggers? Am I aware of my faults? Am I aware of my egos? Now I'm saying this after studying this for, this is my ego speaking, 28 Mm -hmm. years. Because mm-hmm. really, if you're truly in spirituality, every single time is a brand new time. Right. But for linear purposes, this has been something in my life for 28 years. And so those practices, when somebody comes to me, whether Fit Your Style, which is fitness and holistic, and even Pink Dreams Inc., which is my social media agency, we all begin with the mindset. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you're coming to me for. That's why Mm -hmm. I call myself a holistic strategist and also holistic trainer, because it's all about the mindset before we can even begin 
training your body or even beginning like social branding. We have to Mm -hmm. understand where you're coming from. Yeah. I love that part that you just said about, it's all about the mindset. I mean, hello, I'm a mindset coach, (laughs) but I I love, (laughs) I love that piece because people don't realize how your, your mindset controls everything. You know, you, you spoke a few minutes ago about, are we listening to the body? And it's like the, the body is listening to everything that the mind says, but are we listening? Right. So, you know, are we listening to our intuition? Um, You know, you talked about now being in a a space of reflection and awareness and asking yourself, am I honoring this body? Am I honoring, you know, mind, body, and soul? Um, But that's, you know, it's all, it all starts with, with the mind. It all starts with the mind. I am completely with you in that one. So aligned that way. (laughs) That is the core and that is the beginning factor. And I think that when you are open to looking within, which is a very scary thing to do, as we both know, Mm -hmm. we live in a society where it's the art of busyness. Yes. And when you have to settle down and look within, that's a scary thing to do. Mm-hmm. Cause now you have to look at your strengths. You have to look at your weaknesses. As I shared your triggers, we have to understand where we're coming from so that it's almost like building a muscle. So it's like your soulful muscle, shall we mm-hmm. say that when you, when you're working on that, it really aids you in dealing with day to day real life challenges, which we talked about before we came on your podcast in terms of things that we all face, whether it's mm-hmm. criticism or any kind of challenges, when we're, when we're flexing that soulful muscle, we're, we're able to, I believe, deal with those real life stressors mm-hmm. in a different way. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you, you, you talked about looking within and I know for a lot of people, the pandemic forced them to look within, you know, a lot of people, didn't want to reflect on who they are, where they are in life, you know, where they're, they're headed. And the pandemic forced people to spend time with themselves. You know, everyone was always so busy, um, like you said, with just, I'm going to say doing the most. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I adapted this, this new mindset and I can't remember which podcast I picked it up from. I know it was definitely, you know, on a Jay Shetty podcast, but I don't remember who the guest was, but they were talking about culture versus uh, nature. Mm. And culturally, you know, society forces us to be busy and to seek after accolades and all these different things. But naturally, we are all just seeking connection and comfort and peace and all of those things. And I would love to know, like, how has the pandemic changed your journey? Like how does, how does, how has that affected how you serve? Sure. So from a business perspective at first, I mean, I had, I was a deer in the headlights, like many other people thinking, am I going to be a sustainable, right? I, I am a, small business owner? Am I going to be able to manage and keep things afloat? Mm -hmm. Uh, And thankfully, knock on wood, um, you know, the work kept coming in. And spiritually, in fact, it's very interesting that you're bringing this up because I posted about this yesterday. Mm -hmm. I just got back from taking a week off with my family. And what the pandemic has taught me is that I'm no longer going to be responsive to 24-7 cultural demands. And what I mean by that is the week before, 
and and let me say, I'm I'm grateful for what I'm about to say, but there has to be boundaries around it. So mm-hmm. I don't get any notifications on my phone on purpose. Now mm-hmm. I'm, I work in social media. I don't want any notifications. <laughs> I can relate. Same. And I've never had them ever, but mm-hmm. I do get text. And last weekend, my phone was blowing up 24 seven from people at seven in the morning, eight in the morning, nine o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night, Saturday, Sunday. And I went, whoa, 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 whoa. Now being a type A, I want to be responsive and I want to answer. And I realized, mm-hmm. no, I need to lock down those boundaries. Mm-hmm. and set the parameter that this doesn't work for me. This isn't acceptable for me. And that's what I learned during the pandemic was to really tighten and my boundaries of what mm-hmm. I will and will not do. That doesn't mean that I'm trying to be a witch, everybody. Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to do is keep a work-life balance for my mental health. My mental health was severely, like, again, maybe other people, severely challenged during this time. Mm -hmm. Uh, My mother lives alone in the States. My brother's in Los Angeles. I'm in Canada. Like there's a lot of stress there. In fact, Mm -hmm. I cracked two of my teeth from the pressure during the day and they call it some sort of pandemic crack in my mouth that I have to go have uh, fixed from the stress of grinding my jaw down. Mm -hmm. Anxiety was so heightened. And so how I combated that kind of going back to your question was my movement became more simplified. It was no longer about sets or reps. And again, this is coming from the trainer, right? Mm-hmm. It's no longer sets or reps. This was walking even more in the trails, connecting and foresting, putting my feet in the grass, calming my nervous system down, gentle movement, creating those boundaries. So really setting new parameters around what works for me right now during the pandemic. And so Sometimes we get so caught up kind of going back to that culture that we have to have every bell and whistle and the new app and the new Mm -hmm. phone and Mm -hmm. the new this to kind of keep up. When reality is if we peel all that back, it basically comes down to simple foundation, shall we say, of Mm -hmm. honoring your body with movement, you know, honoring your body with food. (laughs) Mm-hmm. giving yourself proper sleep. And so that's what I really focused on as, for my own well-being and health during the pandemic was to realign things how I needed them. And yesterday, somebody said to me, they sent me a DM and they're like, why do you always take so much downtime? <laughs> and I laughed and I giggled. And first of all, I post that I'm on downtime because we both know that there's such assumptions Yep. That I, I post so people know, like, hey, I'm not going to be around if you care. <laughs> right, right. I'm not going to be able to be responsive. I'm not going to see your post. So please don't take it personally because we both know how that is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, I've learned during this pandemic. Yeah, if I need more downtime and I want to spend t- less time online and less time within, that's my prerogative. Yep. Right? Mm hmm. This is this, and this is why I feel like we have aligned and stayed connected over the years. You know, he, when you spoke to first the notifications, I love that. I can totally, <laughs> totally relate to that. I, I think for the past two years, my phone, well, it's maybe been a little more than that. My phone has been on do not disturb mode 24-7. My phone does not ring. <laughs> Good for um, you. If a call comes through, 
it's because they're under my favorite. So it's probably only my children. Mm -hmm. Um, But (laughs) you know how people just like to call you randomly and then it can throw your entire day off. Right. I'm really, I'm really about those boundaries right now. So I don't have any notifications turned on for social media. I may see a text if I choose to look at my phone, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you know, my, all my client stuff is scheduled and I keep it that way so that I can have the downtime and that I don't get overly anxious if someone chooses to call or like you said, people were messaging you at all hours of the night. And it's like, I feel like some entrepreneurs, because they don't have um, healthy boundaries for themselves, they work, you know, no judgment to anyone, like whether you want to start your day early or start your day late, you know, you're you're working, but doesn't mean that we all work at the same hours, but respect people's time when it comes to being early in the morning or late at night. So I have learned to create that boundary with other entrepreneurs that I do partnerships with, like, don't message me business stuff at 1130 at night, because I'm not going to respond. Don't send me a text asking me anything business related. Put it in email. I'll read it during my email time (laughs) when I'm I'm reading my emails. But I love how you spoke to going back to those things to calm your nervous system. For all of the listeners who follow my Instagram stories where they see me out doing sometimes one to two hour nature walks a day. And I will have people say to me, how do you have so much time? You know, it must be a luxury to be able to do all these things. But it's like, no, it's actually a necessity yes. <laughs> because this, we don't want to break down. And you and I both know because we've had issues with our immune system and, you know, our nervous system being overreactive and having to deal with the fibromyalgia and the chronic um, fatigue and stuff. We don't want to get back to that space. So no. we understand the importance of self-care. We understand the importance of having enough sleep. We understand the importance of meditating or the nature walks for sure. The grounding. Oh goodness. Yes. Like they're essential. Yes. They are. <laughs> they're um, how I want to say that it's no longer an option in my life. These are my core factors, my core values around how I live my life. And these are tools that I have to have in my life. And I think Mm -hmm. it's important for the listeners to know that if you decide and you're inspired that, hey, I'm going to start working on setting boundaries, I just want to share with you at the beginning, people are like, (laughs) what? They will be very upset. Yes. (laughs) I just want to put it out there. Who the heck do you think you are? What are you doing? Why are you not, you know, people will have, people who feel entitled to your time will be very upset when you yes. do not give it to them. <laughs> yes. So I'm just putting it out there that there's a, a learning curve and also there's <laughs> going to be fallout. Right. Mm-hmm. Another thing that it was very important to me during the pandemic, and I just love that going back to that question, was no longer having relationships that became one-sided. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I think you hit the nail on the head when you shared about following your intuition because every single time I don't follow my intuition, <laughs> I get my J-Mo kicked. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Every and we single don't time. Listen. <laughs> and we've talked about that from years ago. That yeah. you know, certain things that happened in my life, I was not listening to my intuition and it cost me a lot. And mm-hmm. and even during this pandemic, there's been a lot of fallout. But in terms of relationships and friendships and things like that, and I'm okay with it. I had to work on it because at the end of the day, if my self-worth wasn't being honored, if I couldn't meet in the middle and be heard, then it's best to let it go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, um, 
You know, I, I truly believe that every single person that we connect with, whether they stay in our lives or not, yes. they are a lesson or a blessing. Yes. And, you know, we talk about friendships and, and, you know, people falling off, but the more that you are your true self, you attract more people that are like you and you'll start to repel those that are not aligned. So you people will fall off, but you have to be, you know, either grateful for the lesson that that person brought you in that time that they were in your life or the blessing that they brought you. Like I think back to even how we connected mm-hmm. and the individual that connected us didn't stay in, in my life. Um, yes. But the blessing is that I was able to connect with you and the opportunities that were able to come from that. Like I think back to when you were doing is it stilettos for a cure and um, I was in real estate and my obsession with stilettos, which is yes. the brand, <laughs> a walk in my stilettos, the brand. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but I just think, you know, how back then it, for me, it was something as I'm going to say superficial as the stiletto branding, but now just seeing how we align in terms of core values. I just, I love how we've been able to stay connected through that. So, you know, people me will too. fall off, yeah. but you just look at the blessing or the lesson that you learn from it. Well, well said. I, I'm totally, again, aligned with what you just said. And I think that with the pandemic, it's been about quality, mm-hmm. right? Like quality conversations and building the the true inner circle of quality friends. And again, quality lessons, mm-hmm. to your point, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. learning from those and having a chance to, to dissect uh, what's going on. And for me, I've learned to deal and live with, and I don't know about you, so much less. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my life for eight years was all about, especially working the red carpet, um, camera ready, all mm-hmm. the time. You know, I went through the time where I had, and I'm this, I'm not judging anybody here, just saying, <laughs> uh, you know, I had to have my regular Botox, uh, mm-hmm. which I wound up getting very sick from on a side note, my, my body being the way it is, but that's me, mm-hmm. you know, the latest phone, of course that makes sense kind of with being on the red carpet, but now like I haven't had Botox in years. I do facial yoga and oils and mm-hmm. learn like the, I literally wound up in the hospital from wow i'm sorry to hear that oh thank you but it was a great learning lesson (laughs) right (laughs) um i no longer have the latest phone Mm -hmm. uh it's not necessary right now for me but before Mm -hmm. i would have back to that society and societal demands i'm gonna let people see me with like a creased forehead and an old phone (laughs) wow (laughs) yeah 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 i am and i say bring it Yes. Those things don't define me. Yes. You know, as you're, you're talking, I'm thinking of, um, there's a book that I read this year called Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less. And that book helped me feel more comfortable with minimizing things and not caring for, and I don't want to say the less important, but less important to me. Um, you know, the things that matter. So once you, get back to the foundation of what your core values are and what your dreams and goals are, or visions for your life, then you are able to say no to the things that are not priority, whether yes. that be opportunities or buying things or, you know, investing energy around people or any of those things. And you're able to now have more space and room 
for the things that matter to you the most that are your top priority. So, you know, for you saying that, you know, you no longer do Botox or have the latest phone or any of those things, because that's no longer a priority to you, right? You've aligned with what your core values and what your priority is. And it's made space for you to even have the time and energy to, you know, have that self-care routine, the nature walks and the meditation time and all of those things. So people who will say that, well, and I've had someone say this to me, that it's a luxury that I get to have you know, self-care in my daily routine. And I was thinking, no, because you are probably Mm-mm. saying yes and spreading yourself thin because you've said yes to everything that you don't need to say yes to, whether that be in your household or outside of your household. And you're not saying yes to yourself well so that you, you feel depleted, right? Well said. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because again, it goes back to that art of busyness or mm-hmm being stimulated by external factors versus taking a pause and looking within. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, everyone, again, I'm always like, namaste, namaste to whatever it is that I always live my life. And one of my mantras is you have a right to your thoughts, feelings, and opinions. Yes. So what works for you works for you. And I respect that. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's where I'm at and here's where I'm coming from. And here's where I'm at now if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And back to that pandemic as well, um, bringing it back to that question because it was so (laughs) poignant. Uh, During this time, I also created a a series called At Home with Jen, which was uh, an IGTV series where I reached out to some of my friends of quote unquote influence Mm -hmm. and had great conversations, real conversations with them in terms of the pandemic and tying it back to the pandemic. So Claudio Aprile from MasterChef Canada, we just had like a really great conversation around mindful eating during the pandemic. And Mm -hmm. uh, I talked to another wellness chef that works with the um, NHL and NBA and talked about like healthy chocolate for women (laughs) (laughs) during stress. Um, I talked to Jennifer Candy, who's John Candy, the comedian's daughter. And she talked about how to use her uh, humor and laughter during tragedy and difficult Mm -hmm. times. So Mm -hmm. it was my way of creating a space of connecting with people that I admired that I could learn from, but then also pass that knowledge on to others as well. So simplifying my life, diving into creativity in terms of an outlet for myself uh, were key factors in this period of time. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love that so much because, you know, there were a lot of people, especially at the beginning of the pandemic that were, out here and saying things like, oh, well, if you're not making the most of your time with this time, then what are you doing with your life? And I was strongly, I don't want to say rubbed the wrong way by that, because I believe that we all need to be in alignment with what we need, right? So when you said, you know, what you don't dispute, you know, someone else's feelings or, or beliefs or anything like that, it's like, I truly believe that at the beginning of the pandemic, if your spirit told you that this is your time to rest because you haven't had an opportunity to rest in 10 years, then you need to rest. If yeah. your spirit told you that this is an opportunity for you to become an entrepreneur because you hated your job, okay, then focus on being an entrepreneur. But I love how you took the pandemic and created a space just to share and to help add holistic value <laughs> to the community and, and women in general and, and to even have those conversations. So I'd love to know, like, how do you stay motivated and what inspires you the most about what you do? I am self-driven. 
for sure. I've never mm-hmm. been a competitive person mm-hmm. uh, ever. I just, I stay in my own lane. I keep my head down. I'm in my pink bubble. Um, That's an amazing quality, by the way. <laughs> That's how it should oh, be. Thank you. <laughs> I always say, be aware, but don't compare. That's one of my yes. favorite quotes. Uh, it is important to know as a businesswoman, if you're putting that hat on, just like what's happening in an industry, but I just stay in my own lane. I've done mm-hmm. things unconventionally and knock on wood, I find people that it resonates with. Yeah. Um, my motivation to be very, very honest and transparent is very spiritual. Mm-hmm. I am a woman of faith. Uh, my spirituality is so important to me. And I don't want people to get confused that it's not me placing any kind of religious um, values onto somebody else. But I mm-hmm. firmly believe that I am here to share light to others. And Mm -hmm. that is the core of everything that I do. So I'm not motivated by money. Of course, we need it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, I'm welcoming it. But that's not my motivation at all. I'm motivated by seeing people change and shift and grow. And whether, again, it's their fitness of a muscle, shall we say, or their social branding, that rocks my world. Mm-hmm. When I have the privilege of working with people behind the scenes and helping them to what they aspire to do and be a mentor in their life. And that's what inspires me. But every day when I get up, it, it's a much bigger picture of my faith and my spirituality in terms of, you know, how can I be of service today? Mm-hmm. And I've noticed in, and I'm sure, let me know what you think, but during the pandemic, I mean, there has been a surge online in terms of spiritual mentor or spiritual Mm -hmm. strategist. And I think like whatever works for you, I think it goes back to that intuition Mm -hmm. that go with your gut with someone who really feels right to you. Mm-hmm. I was coming home from the Grammys one year and I was on a plane and covering the Grammys coming back. And I wound up sitting next to a professor of theology from U of T. And normally I don't talk a lot on the plane. Mm-hmm. We talk the entire time back to, from LA to Toronto. Wow. Wow. And one of the biggest learning lessons he taught me, he's also a poet, was Jennifer, just because somebody says, they're this doesn't mean they're this. Right. Exactly. (laughs) And that blew my mind because I'm used to like, Hey, if you say this is who you are, like I'm trusting in the fact that that's who you are, but there's a front stage and there's a backstage. And Mm -hmm. again, I'm not here to judge anyone, but I'm hoping that with your listeners, if you are feeling compelled to step into more of a spiritual holistic experience that again, you use your intuition of who feels right to you to trust because that is such a fragile place to be Mm -hmm. that you have to be aligned with your mentor or your guide. Super important. Don't go by the title. Don't go by the title. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) 
I agree with everything you just said. And I was like, okay, I don't even have the time to unpack all of this. That would have to be like a part two because <laughs> perfect. I agree with everything you just said. So let's just put a, an exclamation mark at the end <laughs> because I, I, I double stamped that. <laughs> good, 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 good. I love so, like minds. I love it. We're on, we're so aligned today. I absolutely love it. <laughs> so before we go to the final segment of the show, I want you to tell people where they can stay connected with you online. Sure. So it's either if you want to go to the site, jenniferettinger.com, or you can go to Instagram at Fit Your Style. It's at Fit Your Style on Twitter. And then on Facebook, it's Jennifer Ettinger at Fit Your Style. Awesome. 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 So I will definitely have the links in the detailed section so they can just click and connect with you directly. They don't have to search too far. Thank you. And for the final segment of the show, it's kind of like a quick uh, rapid fire. I call it a walk in her wisdom. And I just ask you a couple of quick reflection questions and you can share the first thing that comes to mind, whether that be one word or one sentence. Sometimes I may ask you to unpack because I just love deeper conversation, but but, let's go. So let's start with what new belief, behavior, habit has improved your life in the last five years? Boundaries, setting Mm. hardcore boundaries for sure. Love it. Name a book that has changed or greatly impacted your life. 24-6, The Art of Unplugging by Tiffany Schlain, S-H-L-A-I-N. It's the power of unplugging one day a week and how that can really impact your life in such a, a positive way. Mm, I will add that to my reading list. Thank you. You'll love it. She's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's the biggest surprise that you've had in the last year and why? I think the biggest surprise that I've had was realizing again in relationships that sometimes it's your inner circle that can potentially hurt you the most. And it kind of mm-hmm. makes sense because they are the closest ones closest. to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that the biggest surprise was stepping into my own power of saying, Hey, this one sided relationship, as much as I'm, I'm trying over here and jumping Mm -hmm. up and down, see me, I'm here, I'm here. (laughs) Uh, Not just for my opportunities that I can offer you, but as a friend and as a woman, that it's a bigger purpose relationship than just those superficial things. Mm -hmm. But the biggest surprise was saying, okay, I've got to let go. Gotta Mm -hmm. let go. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's not being honored on both sides. Right. Yeah. Love that. What have you become better at saying no to in the last five years? And that could be distractions, invitations, family. I think I've become much better at, again, saying no to something that's spontaneous in terms of business questions, or can we hop on a call or a zoom? Mm -hmm. No, no, I book everything. in. to your point of how you talk, like everything is booked in. And now Mm -hmm. that I do that, so religiously, it's just opened up so much other time. Mm -hmm. So very diligent to ensure that everything is booked in. Love it. What do you wish women would do more of? I wish that they would just find more peace within themselves. Like one of the big things that is my trigger as if I put my social media hat on is, you know, the need of purchasing paid followers, the need of Mm -hmm. boosting up their accounts to look bigger and, and brighter. And Mm -hmm. I 
this is a total trigger because (laughs) it is. Just just take a breath and be you. Mm -hmm. I I get that there's smokes and mirrors people, but the bottom line is if any strategist looks behind in your accounts, we know that they're paid followers. Mm -hmm. And so that depletes your brand. And Mm -hmm. so women, if you step into your power and just let things grow naturally and organically from your beautiful selves, Mm-hmm. incredible things can happen. Absolutely. It's not about the number of followers. It's about the quality of your conversation and your community. We just had this conversation on a recent podcast because the guest was, she made a comment that people have said to her, like her, um, she's a wellness coach. and People were saying to her, she should have more followers because what she does is so amazing. Mm-hmm. And I said, are you, are you looking to be an impactor or an influencer? Because mm-hmm. well <laughs> you know, if, you're, if you're an influencer, then you're focused on numbers because it looks good. You're looking at the vanity metrics. But if you're focused on making an impact, then do that. You could be making the deepest impact with a handful of people and changing lives through a domino effect that you may never actually know how deep that impact has gone. You need to be more focused on the impact that you're making over the vanity metric numbers of social media. Because if you're really in the space of wellness and you're helping to heal people, what do you care about the vanity metrics on social media? So, And it's swimming upstream. We both, I mean, we both know it. it, When I say that, people look at me like, you know, I have another eye in the middle of my (laughs) my head, which I do, it's my third eye, but yes. (laughs) My mind's eye, but yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that the social media topic is a whole another thing we could I'd go love down. To talk to you about at some point. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll definitely have another conversation on that for <laughs> sure, for sure. Okay, so has there been any question that you feel I haven't asked you that you would love for the listeners to know about? No, I have just so enjoyed this time with you. I think um, I love when things just are fluid. And they mm-hmm. flow. And I think it's important that though, even though we, I'm sharing like, oh, like minds and we're so aligned that there is beauty in discussion. There's beauty in different opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just love that this has been such an easy conversation and that it's just lovely to be in your space as, a, as an aspiring light being on my end to be in, within your light. It's just been beautiful. So thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. Honestly, like you said, it's it's beautiful to be aligned, but I truly believe that we can be so greatly challenged by people who have different thoughts or come from different backgrounds or different beliefs because sometimes we're stuck in a mind set. Our mind is set, you know, stuck in that that way. Um, and it's beautiful to learn different truths and different perspectives because it opens up who we are as people. And I know for us both, because we are very much about being our authentic self and not really trying to conform (laughs) to the norm. Yes. (laughs) You know, we've we've had our share of experiences, you know, not being invited to the table or having to prove our worth. And I think that we've both done an amazing job at just honoring who we are and attracting the tribe that resonates and being able to make an impact and be the light for those that we are called to serve. So thank you, Jennifer. You have no idea how much I appreciate you and this conversation has blessed me. Mm. 
right back to you. And I just want to <laughs> share with your, your uh, audience and your amazing females that we do have trials and tribulations. And I know we're coming to the close, but you know, there has been times where from the outside world, you know, they might think that I'm at a peak of a certain part of my career and, and you don't know what goes on behind the scenes and mm-hmm. those challenges. And we talked about like ageism, like ageism mm-hmm. has existed for me. Um, mm-hmm. Not being invited into the cool kids club. Mm-hmm. It's been very, very challenging when you're working with people and they won't even look you in the eye for about two years. It took two mm-hmm. years for someone to look me in the eye and include me. And that's okay because when back to your point, when, Ladies, when you're working from your your soul self and when you step into that power, sure, those things can hurt. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie at mm-hmm. all, but you're mm-hmm. able to manage them in, in a, such a different space because mm-hmm. you know you have bigger purpose and you're feeling like you can stand on both two feet and take a breath and that you'll get through whatever challenges you're faced with. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that, Jennifer. You're um, welcome. <laughs> To all of you listeners out there, I am challenging you today. If you resonate with today's conversation, please share it with, I'm going to say, at least five people that you know that would receive value from hearing Jennifer's story today. All of you legacy leavers, until next time, subscribe on all platforms. Don't forget to rate the show and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And I just want to thank every single one of you who continues to listen and who has helped the show to globally rank in the top 1.5% of most popular shows of all podcasts, because that's over 2.6 million podcasts. Woo! Woo-hoo! Girl power. Well done. So thank you. I truly, truly appreciate all of you. Feel free to screenshot this week's episode. You can tag Jennifer at Fit Your Style, and you can tag myself at The Real McKinney Smith, and continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling. Thank you.